What is good, futurists? Michael Zakhand here reminding you over and over and over again that you are listening to Our Future, the business podcast for young people. You know that I'm hyped up because we're diving into venture capital once again. I am here with Jay Cohen. He's a partner at Detroit Venture Partners, and he serves on the boards of six different portfolio companies, including StockX, Genius, and esports company 100 Thieves. We discuss how Jay got into venture capital and also dive into a company he has just co-founded. It is not as sexy as those others, but he does do a good job of telling us how he's solving a problem. Hope you guys enjoy. All right, we're going to run it back. So when you were my age, 20 years old, you were at the University of Michigan. Did you always see yourself in venture capital around the entrepreneurship space? Was that something you saw for yourself back then? I always knew I wanted to work to work in startups. So I didn't necessarily know venture capital, but I did know that I wanted to be involved in building a company, start a company. And actually that summer, I was 20, maybe 21, I'm trying to think. So software, uh, summer between my sophomore and junior year is when I started uh, eatblue.com at University of Michigan. And so for most of my life already, I had been thinking, you know, I wanted to start a company and I started it. I did like a lawn care company in middle school, you know, so I've been, I've been on that path. My dad was an entrepreneur. My grandfather was an entrepreneur. So I've been on that path. Um, but, you know, by the time I was 20, it was kind of like, man, I'm really disappointed. I haven't done this yet. I haven't done anything big yet. And so that summer I said, all right, we're building something this summer. We're going to build some company this summer. It could be, we could be mowing lawns or baking cookies, but we're going to build a company this summer. I committed to building a company and then I figured out, you know, what that company was going to be. And it, it changed a little bit along the way, but became eatblue.com, which became ugrub.com. And we were kind of like the Grubhub for college campuses before Grubhub. And when when did you sell that company? You were you were so young. You were probably a few years out of college, right? I mean, what, what were you up to? Two, I was 24. So two years out of So we worked on it for two years while we were in How much school. did you guys sell it for? It wasn't a big number, but I'll tell you it was... You know, we made a few, we made a few hundred thousand dollars each, um, and, and I thought that was big, a big deal. You know, at the time, uh, but, wow. and so you know, it was you know we, you know, we were we were paying our we were making a living off this company, and we the fact that we didn't have to live off our parents anymore was a big deal, and we had no idea about venture capital. We never raised any money from anyone. Um, uh, you know, we bootstrapped it, and then two of my co-founders wanted to go to law school and business and. and uh, I wanted to go do something different. And so we sold the business um, and we had a great, great run. Um, we would have done so much differently in hindsight. You were able to start a business at 24 and you had more money than you'd probably ever had and on your own dime. Um, and, but how did you get into venture capital? Because I feel like that's a question a lot of students have. How sure. do you go work for one of these firms? Do you have to be you know, do you have to be some legendary entrepreneur to get a seat at Sequoia or Detroit Venture Partners? Like, how, how does it work? I got into it because I I audited a class at University of Michigan where a, a VC came and spoke to us and talked about all these boards that they were on. And, and I heard, you know, I thought, well, if I love startups and I love being, you know, running a startup, I must, I'll probably love being a venture capitalist because I'll get exposure to 10 different companies at once. You know, how exciting is that? And so, um, that was, you know, that was as simple as my analysis was. But I love startups. I love venture capital. And then I just started learning everything I could, reading every bio about every VC. They're all, they all have their bios out there. 
Um, so, you know, if you want to go see how people got into venture capital, you read a bunch of stories about it. But it was a lot of people with technology backgrounds. It's a lot of Harvard and Stanford Business School. You know, it was a, it was a little bit of like an elite group. And so, you know, I knew that it would be a, a challenge to, to get in, partly because, not because, you know, you have to be so smart to be a venture capitalist, more so because there really aren't a lot of jobs in venture capital. And the reason for that is it doesn't require a lot of people to make investment decisions at an early stage. There isn't a lot of diligence to do, you know, where you're digging up, you know, through, digging through a company's operations and validating assumptions. So it's, you can, you can have a relatively small number of people making decisions to allocate a, a good amount of money compared to private equity or real estate. And then the other thing is there's just not a lot of money in venture capital compared to private equity, real estate, other bigger asset classes. So, and, and that's probably because venture capital as a whole isn't a great asset class to invest in. Um, it's kind of a funny thing to say that, but if you look at average venture capital returns across all venture capital funds, it's not very good. Um, what's really good are the top 25%, the top 20%, top 15%. They can be astronomically good. Right, because it's so, like one in 26 companies ends up succeeding, right? Yeah, and and a lot of... Um, a lot of funds who've been around for a while, like Sequoia and Battery and a lot of great funds have established great networks for finding the best deals. And so they've been able to post good returns, you know, fund after fund for the most part. And, um, and it's tough to be a newcomer in venture capital. And so I kind of accepted the challenge of being a newcomer in venture capital. I joined a firm called Detroit Venture Partners right out of uh, school. Actually, I was still in grad school and I kind of dropped out-ish. And... Uh, and we've done incredibly well. Um, we kind of found our niche. We built, we're building a lot of great companies. We're investing you, in companies. You guys have you guys have the the craziest portfolio of businesses, and you are you've proved yourself to be such a beast. You've been put onto the boards of these companies to represent the interests of your firm. What I want to do is take a look, a uh, bird's eye view of all these companies you're involved with, and, and you just give me. Kind of like you know the elevator pitch, the one or two sentence differentiator for that business. Why not start off with a uh, Finicity? Finicity. Well, if you're applying for a mortgage and you want to pull in your assets from your PNC account or your Chase account, you'll you'll log in with your credentials, and Finicity will be the one that's pulling your data from your Chase or your PNC account and giving it to that mortgage that lender to make sure that you're. Uh, qualified for a mortgage. If you've ever gone online and not understood what a rapper has said, you've probably gone to genius.com, formerly rap genius. You serve on the board of there as well. Uh, tell us a bit about the unique angle of that business because we think of it as lyrics, but what else is there? It's, it's an incredible brand. I mean, it is, it is the most trafficked media site in music, putting aside the streaming companies. Um, and and so, you know, there's, you know, over a hundred million monthly visitors that own and operated properties and great, you know, content across YouTube and, and you've probably seen them on Spotify and seen it on Apple music. And so they're really kind of a, they're an iconic brand almost now in, you know, uh, in the music world. And so it's been a lot of fun. That one's been, that one's, you know, all these companies are different. You've got fintech companies and you've got companies like Genius. It's, it's a, it's a wide variety. And you got companies like StockX, which are IPOing fashion articles. T tell me a bit more about why you love that business. 
StockX is an incredible story. Founded in Detroit, you know, we were kind of a founding investor. Actually, it was, you know, Dan and uh, a couple other guys who had the idea for this business in Detroit, and we built it from the ground up, and you know, have almost a thousand people working there. And not only is it incredibly exciting business that has platform to become the stock market of things more than just sneakers and streetwear, but you know, a lot of different verticals. We're, we're moving into electronics and other collectibles. Um, but what it showed was you could build a, a fast-growing marketplace, high-tech company in Detroit, and you Sweet. could win. Right? We have competitors across the country, and we want it from Detroit. And so that was a big, you know, we we're kind of, yes, we can invest and make money, but, but can we do it and, and change, and change the, the city uh, while we build companies in Detroit? That, that's the goal. Getting out of the kind of consumer-facing stuff like Finicity and StockX, you're also on the board of, of Guard Hat. What, what do they do? Guard Hat's a really fun one. I just had a board meeting today. Um, Guard Hat is, think of, think of industrial workforce, uh, people working in steel mines and offshore drilling rigs. How do you bring connectivity? How do you bring um, connectivity to those team members to keep them safe? So imagine wearing a hard hat that has embedded in the technology, has fall detection, gas detection, uh, you know, uh, location detection. So you can keep your team members safe in pretty unsafe environments sometimes. Um, uh, and so that's the, that's a former CEO of a steel company saying, you know, starting this company and happened to be in Michigan and we were lucky enough to be an early investor. So get, bringing that yeah. industry forward. Yeah. We don't, we don't think about, you know, mining and oil drilling, but that's what makes the world go, go round. Right. And being able to to manage those environments is very lucrative, right? Because it's the backbone of the economy. These are big companies, and they need to keep their people safe. And you know, you think about where you know we're so used to being able to just take our phone out and 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 use you know have connectivity to the internet. But if you're on an offshore drilling rig or you're in a steel mill where you're surrounded by heavy metal equipment. It's not the easiest thing in the world to have like reliable connectivity and then to have location detection and and you know if there's a if there's a gas leak to be to have that connected to the internet and be able to notify your your team for safety purposes. So, you know, it's 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 a it's a necessity. It's coming and Guard has kind of lead the journey on that. And then to close out, WSC Sports. What is uh what's the differentiator there? This is a cool, really cool company that has a very uh, nondescript name. WSC is, uh, think of all the footage from some of the biggest sports leagues in the world, including the NBA. How can you take all that live footage and automatically, algorithmically break it up into clips and highlight reels that you can use you know, on Yahoo Sports and, and, a, and a bunch of other uh, syndication partners. If you're watching a clip from the NBA online on a number of different places, probably over 50% of those clips are coming from a WSC engine that they've partnered with the NBA to be able to take all the live footage and in real time, kind of clip it up and distribute it to all their syndication partners. And, and, uh, it's, it's pretty amazing technology. You gotta be able to know where the place starts and stops. So no, the last time you we've talked, you've, you've launched a new company on us. Tell us a bit about signal advisors. Sure. So, you know, it's a wide range of companies we're working with, but this one's really exciting. It's a company that I was able to co-found um, and it is a distributor. Get ready for this. Don't fall asleep in the middle of the sentence. A, a distributor of annuities and life insurance 
through the independent financial advisor channel. So um, I'll dissect that for you, but you can just tune out for everybody wants to fall asleep right now. It's fine. StockX and Genius are a lot more exciting. <laughs> um, but, uh, but basically, if you're an independent financial advisor and you're meeting with people and helping them plan for their retirement, you are, you know, and you're using annuities and life insurance to help for retirement planning, you got to get those products from somewhere. And there's a whole bunch of sales organizations that sell these, but not a lot of companies with good technology. And so we said, all right, this is like a forgotten space. People have not invested in technology in this space. Let's build a tech-driven competitor to some of the very successful and profitable companies out there. But we think we can differentiate with technology. And that's a theme that, you know, a lot of venture investors have, but uh, we have it too. That's crazy. You had the opportunity to co-found a business while also being, you know, a partner at at DPB. I feel like it, as you said last time, you kind of always wanted to like get back into starting your own thing, and now you could take ownership of this as well as part of your job. It's. I mean, I you know Dan Gilbert, who I work for, is an entrepreneur. I mean, he's a business builder more so than even an investor. Um, you know, being an investor for him is kind of a byproduct of being a an entrepreneur and a business builder, and so you know, at Detroit Venture Partners, his venture fund, we've been able to, you know, do a little bit of everything. We've been starting companies there. This will be, you know, the seventh company that we've started since I've been there in 2011. Um, you know, admittedly, this one is one where I'm a co-founder and I'm spending more operational time on it. But, um, but you know, that's kind of part of his DNA and, and our group's DNA and it's what makes it fun. You know, it's diff- it is a little different than maybe your traditional venture funds um, who are doing a little less of that. 100%. So to round this out, what what is your career advice to students who are either graduating or uh, going to be graduating soon and, and going out in the world and, and notching their their mark on the world? Um, listen, my advice is get to work, go find a job that you're excited about, go learn, go learn on someone else's dime. Don't go to law school or business school right away. You know, like where you're paying money to wait around and figure out what you want to do for a living. I think go out there, go get a job, and and. And know that like the first 10 years of your career is all about investing in finding that right path, that right thing you want to do. You don't have to figure out, you don't have to make the most money on day one. You don't have to like know exactly what you want to do for the next 40 years. Um, uh, you just got to learn a ton as fast as you can. Um, and uh, and ideally go learn from working and doing as opposed to from sitting in a classroom because everybody's great at, cl- at school by this point. You know, you're, <laughs> you've been in school your whole life. So uh, I think it's great to just get out there and, and work. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Jay Cohen, a VC at Detroit Venture Partners. He is absolutely crushing it in the venture capital world. We wish him the best with his new business as well, Signal Advisors, and he's going to continue to work with some of the coolest companies on this planet. Catch you guys on Wednesday with another insane interview. Stay frosty.